Welcome everybody to another episode of Cleaning and Cocktails. I got a good one here today. My boy Amar, out of, he is the founder of Zenmate. He has owned a cleaning company in the past as well. Uh, I think that I believe it's called Fast Friendly Spotless. But we're going to get into all that. Yep. I, I want to. I just want to touch on two main points here, you guys. I have my beer because it's cleaning and cocktails, right? And Amar has coffee, but let me tell you why. This guy's on this call with me here, and it's 6 a.m. where he's at. He's he's across across the ocean in Europe. Uh, so again, thank you, Amar. That's commitment. That's dedication. Joining us on this call at that time, I appreciate you, man. Uh, but you guys know the show. What I do is I bring on subject matter experts, cleaning business owners manufacturer suppliers and in this case a tech founder with cleaning subject matter expertise as well but amar's got talents and skill sets beyond that you guys he's he's a SaaS marketing guru he's he's called himself the digital marketing nomad but most of all because i'm an mma fan i got a brazilian jiu-jitsu artist here as well uh there's a lot of tidbits about amar i'm going to get into but dude thank you so much i appreciate it again like i said you you don't have to be on this call at 6 a.m that shows how much you care about the industry and how much you want to, you know, give back and share, share about it. But without further ado, Amar, thank you for joining me, my man. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks, thanks for having me. It's great to, uh, great to be here. I, I was telling you before we hit the, uh, hit the record button that I'm, uh, I'm actually a morning person. So I typically, I'm typically up about five in the morning without, without an alarm. And, uh, I usually, it frustrates my wife a lot because by the time my wife wakes up at around like eight or nine in the morning, I'm at least halfway done with my work day. So like from her perspective, I barely, I barely work. And it's like, it's not that I barely work. It's just, it all gets done when you're like, when you're asleep. So yeah, but it's, it's a good, it's good, good to be. I don't get the chance to always bring on fellow tech founders, so you're going to hear a lot about that. But before we do, again, the, the best question, right, is how, how does somebody get into the cleaning industry, other than if it's second, third generation type deal, right? But you, coming from a marketing background, uh, yeah, what what was the jump like? What was what, what was that moment that you jumped into it and said, I'm, I'm going to open up a cleaning company? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so, so to just to, to go back like like a bit, um, I. I grew up, I never really considered myself to be too entrepreneurial, but like in hindsight, it's kind of because I always compared myself to my more entrepreneurial friends, right? And I grew up in Silicon Valley. I grew up, you know, in like in the heart of all like that technology and, you know, Apple, Microsoft, all of like all of that stuff. I mean, I remember there was one year that like a bunch of friends came to school with iPhones because Steve Jobs had run out of candy, right? Like there were just crazy stories <laughs> like that, like every like couple of years that he just started passing out iPhones, right? And, you know, just just like crazy, um, crazy like stuff like that. And so at some point um, around like the end of high school, beginning of college, I read a book, the, uh, the four hour work week, which really planted kind of the seed of like, owning a business and making money um, really on my own time. The point of that book is really talking about making money um, from anywhere in the world, but really it was about like, you know, doing things on your own schedule and stuff. And so after that, I spent a bunch of time just looking for various kind of business opportunities and ways to just sort of do that. So honestly, I was more looking for like a way to sort of fund my lifestyle more than like than, than anything else. And so, you know, bunch of failed like businesses we can jump into those like if you're interested but essentially i 
tried a bunch of things. This is all while working day jobs and all of like that stuff. And then I think it was in 2012, I ended up starting a maid service with a friend after we read like a series of posts online about starting like a house cleaning business coming from sort of a digital marketing sort of perspective where it was, hey, like, you know, you don't need to hire everyone. You can use 1099 contractors to sort of validate the idea and to um, to sort of get off the ground and stuff. And so my friend built us a website. I handled all of the people. And so we started this company, Fast Friendly Spotless, in Orange County in um, in Southern California. And so that's essentially how, like, how I broke in, into the industry. And so with that, it was very much a... I think it's possible to actually do this without doing any of the cleaning. And I could already see that sort of route of if you're not having to do the cleaning, you don't actually have to have to be in person to do any of the hiring and stuff like that. So I could kind of see how you could actually get free from like from this business, even though a lot of people would consider a local service business to be sort of like a ball and chain kind of business, right? And like, personally, I don't agree with that. I've seen too many people that have used um, commercial cleaning, residential cleaning, all of that stuff to just create such amazing freedom in their lives that like, I just don't believe people would say, oh, like you're never going to get like, you know, sort of free from this business. Like maybe you'll make a lot of money, but you'll always be working like 60 hours a week. It's like, that's not true. And there's so many examples of that. So anyway, so that's essentially how I got into the, into the industry. About a year later though, we were running into problems. I don't think that I picked the right business partner for um for that venture for uh, for a variety of um of, of reasons and essentially around that point one of my other friends approached us and said hey like you know i've been talking to amar a lot about what you guys are doing i think that this like back end system that you guys have sort of built out for scheduling and how amar is managing everything um i think that we could turn this into a SaaS and sell it to other maid service owners and so that's where the idea from Zenmade came from. And then, you know, there were quite, I mean, honestly, that's about as simple as it was, but in hindsight, there were a lot of different sort of pieces to the market that made sort of our unique value proposition um, a bit, um, well, it made us stand out enough to obviously have business right now. And then just one just tiny correction from what you were saying is, so I actually didn't come from a digital marketing okay. background, that one of the reasons that I started Zenmade was because I had been doing digital marketing for my maid service for Fast Friendly Spotless. And I absolutely loved the marketing there, even though things weren't really working like in the business. The problem was at my day job, I was I was doing sales and I'd been doing sales for three or four years at that point. And I kept applying to places and no one would give me a job at even the most junior level of like of marketing, even though I could show what I was doing for this department. And even the company I was working for at the time wouldn't give me a chance. And at some point I said to my boss, like, yo, like you need to move me over to the marketing team or like I can't stay here. Like I'm not happy doing sales. And he essentially called my bluff and I left about, I don't know, maybe six weeks later or so. Um, and then, yeah, I've been traveling the world ever since and built, built Zenmade from, from quite a few places around the world. So that is, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I admire that. Like I, and, and it's, and it's crazy because I, I am seeing more of that, Amar. Like I am, so I, I, I'm one of those people that I, I would say I'm guilty of the, the ball and chain assumption, right. Of, you know, you've yeah. tied down, how can you can't do it? So I, I don't, I think. So I come from commercial though. So residential, I, I I'm seeing that from the residential side, especially that I, I you know, I literally just, yeah. I just talked to somebody two weeks ago, uh, you know, small, maybe 300,000 a year business. 
He's got no employees. Uh, he's got all 1090 contractors, and he's streamlined everything. It's yep. all it's all yep, exactly based on scheduling and and booking and getting paid, right? So, yeah, I, I was just like, I, I told my team too. I was just like, man, I'm like that. You know, I love what I do. I love where I'm at. I love everything that I'm doing. Uh, but if if yeah. if fits the style of what you like, you said you you even from the beginning like, travel was a big piece of, of what you wanted to do and uh-huh. lifestyle entrepreneur. I like that that term too. Because uh, I got, I got to respect. Yeah. Like, if if you, I would say you couldn't do that. Now that I see how you do, you've done it, I'm hearing how others are doing it, and with technology, mm-hmm. yeah, man, yeah. Th- this. I, yeah. Dude, I, again, yeah. I'm I'm, a, I'm astonished as how much you've traveled too, with. And I got maybe it's, I got 22 family members in my business, so maybe that's one thing that holds that holds me <laughs> holds yeah. me down over here. Yeah, yeah. But dude, that Definitely. is that is awesome, man. So, and that's another yeah. reason why I wanted you on this show is I need people to hear that. You know, like it's okay. You 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 can build a business very different from one another because a lot of people do assume what you debunked, right? As far as uh, this is not, it doesn't have to be ball and chain. It could be. You you can yeah. have. You know, I've got a beautiful yeah, office be. here, but. Uh, yeah. man, you've proven that, that it can't. So, so Zenmade, for those that don't know, Zenmade, uh, you know, I know it very well. I, you know, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, you're very niche and I love it when people are trying to be end to end on everything. I'm sure you're, you agree with yeah. me where it's like, it's hard to be end to end, right? Just be great. Be great at, at, at a few things. Zenmade yeah. kick, Zenmade idea comes, obviously, you know, your subject matter because it's, it's your space. So was this necessarily a pain point that Zenmade came out of, or you just wanted to uh, leverage what you've done, what you were doing with your current business and just, and, and commercialize that? So honestly, it was more like, at least for me personally, it was more just an opportunity that popped up that I had a friend that approached me and was like, hey, I can rebuild this as a SaaS platform, which was something that I just realized was not an opportunity that came up every day. Like one thing I think that's interesting is that I feel like when people are going to look at, you know, guys like you and me, oftentimes they look at kind of the past history and think, oh, well, the person's successful now, therefore like success must have been like a given the entire time right and so i think one thing that's very interesting is like i started this company nine years ago right and like i'm not like i'm not all that old like i was quite like quite young you know not that many years out of college when i started this business like i had um i had like a lot to learn um and so um And so really it was at that time, I didn't have the best job experience. I didn't have, um, you know, great career prospects. And so when my friend, you know, offered me this opportunity, it was like, hell yeah. Like, you mean like you're going to build this software you want me to sell and market it. And if we manage to sell it for $50 a month and like we keep $25 each, like that sounds amazing. Of course, like. That's not that's not how economics works like at all. I mean, like when we started this company, I thought that if we made five thousand dollars a month that like, you know, we would make, um, you know, or or like fifteen thousand dollars a month that we'd be making five or like seven thousand dollars a month. And we were making fifteen thousand dollars a month. It's like I might have been paying myself a thousand dollars a month. I think that was when I started like started traveling, like started traveling the world. So like, you know, things have changed a lot. And honestly, it was a big just sort of like sort of opportunity that popped into my hands. In hindsight, though, I think it's pretty easy to see why Zenmade was able to to get off the ground, even though um, 
um, it took us a lot of time to sort of like build traction. So essentially we were the first, the first software um, like in sort of the made space that was really doing like SMS um, or the first, or sorry, the, the, the first made specific one that was doing SMS. So all the bigger competitors, Jobber, Service Auto, all those guys that existed a couple of years before us and were the primary competitors, they all had much better, much more powerful software at the time, but they didn't do SMS. And so our like wedge into the industry was, hey, we're ultra simple scheduling designed just for residential cleaners. And oh, by the way, you never have to remind your clients again about their appointments or follow up with them after because we do that automatically. And that was our like, you know, wedge into the industry, our foot in the door that everyone early on really wanted that the smaller service. And then over time now it's built up and now we've got a full suite of all these like these various tools, you know, credit card processing, payroll, all that stuff. So, yeah. Couple of tidbits because I heard you talk about when you started 2012. Uh, I myself yeah. started the cleaning industry in 2012. So, check. Nice. Two, one thing in comparison. <laughs> Another thing in comparison, I, I, and I remember reading this. Yeah. I don't know if it's still to this day, but I think I read uh, you bootstrapped and have and are still bootstrapped, or have you? Did you yeah. ever get to a point you needed to raise funding, or are you in the bootstrap world like myself? Um. Yeah, no, we're we're in the bootstrapped uh, bootstrapped world. Um, so like, I still own about forty percent of the company, and then the rest of it is split between my initial co-founder, my current CTO, and then our um, our, our uh, chief operating officers. We've got a couple more people that are on. We're bootstrapped. Um, we have taken on um, taken on some like some debt funding, okay. uh, which is something that I would recommend you no, guys that's... like looking looking yeah, into. Is yeah, now we're at a size where it's like I can pretty much click a button and get a couple hundred thousand dollars just like put into our bank account like the next day or the day after. So like every now and again, we go, okay, you know, the numbers are, are, are looking good. Or like recently we decided that we really, really wanted to step up our mobile and, um, and design game. And so we hired two people that were a bit outside of our budget. They're not going to be in a couple of months, but we were just like, okay, we're just going to take a bit of money and just make sure like this is covered. So um, yeah, a bit, bit, a bit of both, but we made sure to bootstrap to the point that we're fully in control. So that's now how, like that, we take money on our own terms. That's what I was going to tell you is, is that, that's got to feel good, right? Like this is on your terms. Yeah. Nine years later, you're uh -huh. still, you're still in the driver's seat to not just be innovative and, and, and be creating these ideas and bringing them to reality. Uh, but yeah, man, again, for people listening, like that's uh, that's a big kudos, you know, because uh, what people assume is, no, don't get me wrong, tech is hard to build, tech is costly, tech is is uh, you know very stressful. But for you to be in this nine years and nine years later still growing and bigger than you were in the beginning, shows that yeah, you solved something that needed to be solved and you're still solving something, right? So, how, how did it evolve though? So, from from year one, as I made being a scheduling software, you just said suite of tools. Like, is that the vision? You're seeing more and more pain points that you can solve all within the same niche industry still? Um, well, so it's, it's not, so I, I probably shouldn't have said a suite of tools cause it's more, it's more like a suite of like a features, right? So it's still all one scheduling software, but it's everything that's kind of related to scheduling and the okay. back office, like automation and everything. We're just trying to continue to just be the absolute like best at what we do when it comes to scheduling. Um, we're always tempted to sort of expand out into other things and to solve other problems for like for, for made services. And at least personally, every time we seem to try to do that, it just seems to 
end up distracting us from like the core business. And like we've tried multiple times and we've always ended up sort of contracting it like back to just go back to focusing on just like being the best like at software. So I'm sure we'll take some other shots. And like we have actually tried to um, tried to buy a couple of other software companies in in like the industry, both um, both a couple of the smaller uh, the smaller competitors. Um, I try, I tried to buy one competitor that was like three times our size, which they weren't interested in for some reason, but oh, yeah. you know, Hey, you gotta, gotta try. take your shot. Right? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta, gotta shoot your shot. So, you know, um, that, that one was, that one was a big, big air ball, but you know, um, I, I, trust me, I've had the door but, slam uh, in my oh, face too. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now you, 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 you're going to, that's going to happen. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you know, people listening to this are probably used to that more than uh, more, more, more than most. Um, you know, it's kind of, kind of what it, what it takes. This industry, right. So you refer to, you know, the main, the main service industry, like what, what has been rewarding for you to, to, you know, not only are you, were you in it from a person that owned a a main service business, but like the, the, the solutions and the problems that are, the problems you're solving yeah. with your tool, because I got to tell you, man, I, I love the, the community that you've built with ZenMate, right? Like I, the, the people that either, either ever come from a conversation that I had that they work with you or that they use ZenMate or they, they're they in the Facebook group, right? Because you, you have a nice size yeah. Facebook group. Dude, it's nothing but love. Like it's nothing but appreciation, true caring. Uh, it, it feels yeah. good. Like, right. Like, I, again, like it goes back to even your color scheme too. Like it's just a, a vibrant feel good type of uh, right. brand. Where did that, did that, yeah. did that, did you know that was going to happen when you first started or was there a certain point that you said, Hey, you know what? I want to build a community on top of what just, just the business. On the branding side, that evolved over time, and we got very lucky with the mate with the the, the naming of ZenMade. That initially we'd actually named the company Made Desk, so it was like a replacement for like your desk, That's right? Of like MadeDesk.com. And what happened was we were initially partnered with my initial co-founder in the cleaning business, and we ended up splitting from him. And so he actually had bought that domain and kept that domain. And so then because of that, me and my and my like co-founders stuck around. Around a rune, we decided to rename as um, as ZenMade, and so at the beginning, that was just something that at the time in Silicon Valley there was like ZenDesk, there was yeah. Zen Payroll, oh, there were like sense. a couple of other companies like at the it. time. Yeah, it was part. Yeah, it was kind of part of the branding at the time, and and like the hot thing at that time was to put like two words together to like make make your company. Where now it's like random letter, no, like like <laughs> foob or something, right? Um, you can't even enunciate or announce like pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make a sense, right? So, so we, we chose that, but then in the beginning and everything with the branding and stuff, like I knew that, that was sort of what we were going for. So I think like the initial like thing, the initial logo was like a yin yang like sign. And so we kind of knew like about like that stuff, but like I'm really bad with branding. And then so is my, is my co-founder, right? So our design was always really, really bad. Um, a little bit of a tangent, like funny story here is when my wife and I started dating, she visited our website and then because we have really good marketing our ads followed her just around the internet right so like and this is like after like our first or second our second date she's just like yo like i see you everywhere on my phone i'm like okay well this is obviously a great dating strategy right and and so like at some point she's just like hey like you know 
it's clear you guys know what you're doing on the marketing side. You guys like, you know, all, all the words are really good, but like for the love of God, like every single image looks like absolute shit. Like if you're going to follow me around the internet, like at least let me redesign your ads. And so my wife actually ended up working for Zenmade for like two years and essentially led most of our rebranding and everything. And so we went through all of those like exercises and talked about like how we want people to feel when they come into Zenmade. And we want, you know, like, you know, the whole thing is everything is about it being calm and serene and peaceful. And that like too many people that are working with other softwares or pen and paper or like Google Calendar or whatever, they dread opening up their schedule because their schedule is just is just a list of all the problems that they have to deal with every day. Yeah. And like with Zenmade, our goal is like for you to come there and you to be like, ah, my business is like running, this business is taken yeah. care of, you know? I love it. That's a great message. And so like, great you know, messaging. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and like a future thing that like we're, we're working on um, on implementing is having almost like an Uber style map so that you could just log into Zenmate and you could just see on a real time map of your cleaners are making you this much money at this location. And here's one of your cars driving between like between jobs right now. And you just like come in and it just shows you like, hey, your operations are just on point right now. It makes yeah. you feel better. You feeling better, you've won. Like you're winning in that day, that yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so everything about the company is like, is in like that, that sort of like image, all of our content marketing, all of our branding, like all of like all of that stuff is either about kind of like peaceful, serene, like running a maid service or running a successful and profitable maid service. So, okay. So that's on branding and then on community. So community, um, and this is actually something that I, I had made a note of, um, a note of for like a, a later question that you told me to like to prepare for, for this is like, in terms of like, building a business and everything i think the most important thing for folks is to like build a business your way there are different principles that in general you're going to want to follow to have a successful business like charge more money and it costs for you to like deliver your service right and stuff like that but beyond that building a business like everyone that's watching this and is thinking about building whether it's you ricky building a tech business or whether it's you know someone watching to build a commercial cleaning business or a residential cleaning business we're all building these businesses to serve ourselves right like the point is either to support our families or to give us freedom to go and travel or whatever it might be to never have to go and work like a nine to five again or like whatever um you, you know whatever that like that that reason is and so for me with building the community I just wanted to have fun while doing this and like building a business is lonely and having an actual community of maid service owners for me has kept me engaged in the company for years, right? Like it's given me an outlet and a way to help people. Cause like a lot of people don't realize this, but I'm not technical like at all. Right. So I didn't do any of the codings. The further, well, so actually, so maybe this will resonate with you a lot. So the first three years that Zen made was in business in a lot of ways, it felt like I was very much out of control for like the value that was sort of delivered by Zenmade because my co-founder was the one coding everything. So I was doing the work of getting every, of getting the software into more people's hands, but it didn't feel like I was actually adding any value. I felt like kind of like, you know, almost like a leech sales guy or like a leech like marketing guy. And so a big thing here that was probably, it was probably inspired by like Gary Vee and like, you know, a couple, like a couple other people was just the idea of just how can I add value to people in like in a different way? How can I add value to people in some way that's not our software so that people are more likely to want to talk to me to engage with me right um to talk about the software and all of that stuff and so with that um 
we um you know we we started like started the the community brought people in there and then it was like hey you know ask your questions we'll try to help you out and i learned so much about the industry that way because i literally spent two or three years building the zen made mastermind where when someone would ask a question i would jump onto google and go find like the like the right answer i'd look up the laws in their states i'd do whatever it took to get the information to help them or whatever and that went so far in like in our sales process and stuff that speaks volumes amar that speaks volumes i mean that's where like the last two years that's really where do it again it's funny it's i mean we, we we were down the same road of how Things just came to fruition where I felt out of place when I started building route. I was like, dude, I I know cleaning, I know sales, I know how to market and brand. I don't know the technical aspect. So like the whole first year being built, I'm like, what do I do? How can I help? Yeah. Uh, and like yeah. you're ta- the, the value that you add, the, the, the groups that you that you have, the, the, the summit that you put on. Like I remember the first time I came across yeah. that, I had just missed when was it? I think it was 19, 2019, 2018 yeah. is when I first saw, I think it was 19. I saw it. And I was like, man, this, this is different, right? Like I see summits, you see stuff for the industry, but it's really only the same one or two or three, th- three events that go on. Yeah. Yours came on yeah. and you see the different faces, the different uh, expertise that they have. And, and it's, it's just growing. So, you know, of course, I had to yeah. jump in last year, right? But it, it was, uh, I met so I was people. about to ask. I was like, yeah. you were on the list last no, year. No, last right? year, I did. Johnson, one of my teams getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so I, I, jumped, yeah, I jumped on and it was like, I got just different, right? Different. You, there's oh, true, yeah. real authenticity in your group. So I just wanted to thank yeah. you for that just because mm-hmm. people, people will thank me, but I'm like, there's others that do this. Uh, it is, man, it's, it's amazing where because of the fact that you, you travel so much and you guys are remote for a sense, right? So I gotta believe COVID really didn't affect the way you guys operate, right? Uh, so that, no. again, that shows people <laughs> like, it's okay. You can have a remote business. You can do things like this. Uh, man, this, that's just, that's just amazing. Quickly, that's amazing. Yeah, quickly on that point, cause I just think it'd be a good, uh, a good resource for anyone that's like, that's listening to this. Like if you're listening to us chatting about like running a maid service or a commercial cleaning business remotely, and you're just like, oh, like that's not possible. Want to make sure like, I'm not saying that it's easy, right? Like it's definitely not easy, but I just want to emphasize to you guys that it's possible. And there's two, there's two like um, things to check out there if you're interested. So if you go to zenmade.com slash remote, um, there is an interview that I did with Chris Schwab, who runs a three location maid service in the United States and splits his time between London and Japan. And then um, there's also Neil Parrick. Uh, both of those guys, you should see if you can get on the podcast, by the way, Ricky. Uh, but Neil, Neil Perrick has, I, I, he's got, he's got a podcast that's on like running like remote franchises or something like that, but he's another one that's built a cleaning business and does it while traveling the world that somehow we've never met, but we've got like so many friends in common and we keep missing each other in the same places around, around the world. But um, yeah, like it's not, it's not easy, but it, but it is, it is possible. And it's something that like, if that's what's important to you, and there's probably a lot of people listening to this, that like going remote is like maybe not their worst nightmare, but it's just not feasible 
feasible because you have a family, because you have kids. That's totally fine. Maybe you want to work towards having like a remote business so that you can coach your son's football team, you know, every like Tuesday and Thursday afternoon and never have to be in the office. That's kind of what I was saying before is like, we're all building these businesses for different reasons, but ultimately they're all to serve us and to serve our families. And so I think that if you, if you sort of go back to that as like a first principle, you can really design businesses to, you know, to, to make your lifestyle amazing. Would you say there's a framework then that you have? Like, is there like, cause again, I, I, you know, when I started, I was just like, oh, you, you know, I got I have to have an office. I have to have a manager. I have to have uh, you know, a payroll. I have to, I, it's like the have to haves, right? You have to have this. Yeah. Is there a, I mean, yeah. you, you already touched on good, two, two good resources and I'll, I'll probably ping you to get, I'll get those links so I could put in the description of this episode too. Cause I think that that's important. That's a tangible piece that people can listen in and hear yeah. that. But is there, uh, is there other framework that, that you, that, that you would say well, can assist I, with this? Because I, I think you're right. I actually, yeah. there, there, there's gotta be people that are thinking of this, but never thought it could be possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so one thing that I found that's interesting is so, People seem to think that running a business remotely or having a remote business is like something new. And really, when you think about it, this has been going on for like for hundreds of years, right? But it's just that hundreds of years ago, only the richest people, the absolute richest people could like could do that. But when you think about someone, if you instead of like thinking of yourself as like, most people, I think, think of themselves as like the business managers or the business operators, even though they tell themselves that they're like the owner, right? But if you actually switch to the owner mentality, then things begin to become a lot more obvious. So for example, like there's nothing wrong with you needing payroll or you needing to have an office or you needing to have a manager. None of those things stop you from going remote, right? The thing that stops most people from going remote is that they want to go remote right, right now. And they're like, that's not possible. And it's like, yeah, of course it's not possible, right? Like it probably takes most businesses, if you haven't thought about it, it'll take you two years to get to that point. But, you know, going back to what I was saying about like historically is historically you would always have these local stores or franchises or whatever it is that the owners won't be there right? That you walk in and there's just employees that are working there. The owner's nowhere to be seen. Nobody cares. You don't walk into a subway and go, where's the owner? Why isn't he like, why isn't he working here? Right? And so like, really, when you think about it, every single business remote or otherwise, if it creates freedom for their owners, it just means that they've put the right systems and processes in place and matched those up with the right people in order to get the job done without the owner having to be there anymore. And that's the sign of a strong business, right? So like, what's funny is that there's some people that are going to be listening to this that could already be running a 100% remote business because they're already systematized. You know, they have the process in place. They've already made the hires, but maybe they're still just showing up because, because they feel like they have to. Then there's going to be people that are listening to this that are like, you know, this guy is insane. I'm doing in-home estimates. I'm doing all the cleanings myself. And then I'm going home and texting all the people. How am I ever supposed to do this from the Caribbean, like on a beach? And it's like, well, in that case, you need to take it, sit, like 
yeah, you're, you're not there yet. And that's not something that you can just change by snapping your fingers or just by willing. With that, you've got to break down every system in your business and you've got to go, okay, like, do I need to be, or like, does this still need to be done? Do I need to be the one doing this? Can I hire someone else to do it? How do I do like quality control, right? Um, can I do this remotely? Can someone else do this remotely? All of all of like like that stuff, but really all of it just comes down to systems and processes and thinking about yourself as like a replaceable component in your business. So most people, a very significant shift is if you're running your company right now and are just like, I can't get away, start thinking about how much money you would have to make, what sort of systems you would have to have in place, what sort of process, all of that stuff in order to hire one person to replace you to continue running that one location with everything like in place, or maybe they're running all the operations and then you're still doing marketing because marketing is an easy one to do from somewhere else or to do from home, right? Hey guys, I deeply apologize. As you just saw, it was bound to happen, but our great episode with Amar actually got cut off. Hey, technical difficulties happen in this game, right? I'm going to blame you, Amar. You were across the globe, all right? But hey, I still wanted you guys to check out the episode that we were able to cut and put together. Amar is a great, great podcast guest, owner of ZenMade. Check out his information. It'll be in the link down below. And please, please be ready for our next episode because I'm going to have Amar back on again and we'll complete sharing the story and his journey. Uh, so again, cheers. Until next time, guys, cleaning the cocktails over and out.